Recorded at the Running Age Studio, you're listening to Venture Tabernacle. It's like venture capital, except that the investment is made in your soul. This is where America hangs out to talk about anything and everything from a biblical perspective. I'm your host, Ty Hervey. Join me as we learn to view the world through the objective lens of the Bible. That's right, folks. We are back for another episode of the Sunday Sermon. I'm so glad to have you with us. If this is your first time tuning in, we are going through the gospel according to Mark, verse by verse and story by story. Last episode, we saw the story of how Jesus healed many, and we saw the example of Peter's mother-in-law as she served others with her freedom. We also saw the example of the importance of prayer as demonstrated by Jesus himself, and we saw the people begin to draw near to Jesus. If you missed it, feel free to go back and listen to that episode. It was a good one. But today we are looking at the story of how Jesus healed a leper as we close out chapter 1 of Mark's gospel account. It is a great story with some examples to follow and some not to follow as well. And we get to see the compassion of Jesus firsthand in this story. So let's go ahead and get started. Our text for the day is Mark chapter 1, verse 40 through 45. As we round out chapter 1 of Mark, it says this, And a leper came to him, imploring him, and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him, and he was made clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and sent him away at once. And said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for a proof to them. But he went out and began to talk freely about it and to spread the news so that Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places, and people were coming to him from every quarter." Now, this is an interesting story that shows us how to approach God as well as the compassion of Jesus. And to help you understand how significant this is, I want to explain a bit about lepers in Jesus' day. For someone to be a leper, it meant that they had a serious skin condition that basically set them apart from the rest of the community. We have treatments for leprosy today, and it isn't nearly as big as a deal as it was back then. But in those days, if you got leprosy, it was pretty much a slow death sentence. It would start as a skin condition that would eat away at the nerve ends all over your body and progress to the internal organs as well. And the bacteria would basically cause you to start shriveling up and losing extremities like your fingers and your toes. And as if that wasn't bad enough, the nerve damage that it did along the way meant that they would lose almost all feeling in their body. So you can imagine pain is usually thought of as a bad thing, but it actually is designed to be a warning system for our bodies that keeps us safe. So if you touch a hot stove, what do you do? Well, you pull your hand away so that it does not continue to burn you and make the injury worse than it could be. But if you had leprosy, you wouldn't feel it burning you at all. So they did all kinds of damage to their own bodies without even knowing it. And so it's a nasty disease that destroys your entire body slowly. And as if that wasn't bad enough, there is also a huge social impact if you had leprosy during this time. Imagine like back when everyone was scared of COVID and if you coughed, everyone would freak out and stay away from you. Except it's a thousand times worse. 
Because if you had leprosy, you were forced to live outside the community and you couldn't even come close to normal people because of the danger of infecting them. Leprosy was an infectious disease and it could be very easily spread. So as early as the time of Moses, the Jewish people made laws to keep them out of the community for everyone's safety, even before they understood germs. So these people could not see their family they could not go to the temple to worship, and they could not even go home. All they could do was hang out with other miserable lepers outside of the community. And that is the context that this man we just read about is coming from. One of the worst things physically and socially that could happen to you in Jesus' time was leprosy. And this condition of leprosy is a representative of what sin does to our soul. You see, just like leprosy slowly kills the body, sin slowly enslaves us. And we see Jesus talk about this in John 8, 34. In John's gospel account, he wrote this, Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. Not only this, but just like leprosy separates people from the community, sin also separates us from God and his people, and we see that in Isaiah chapter 59, verse 2, and in 1 Corinthians 5, 11. And just like leprosy often led to death, sin leads to eternal death. Romans six twenty three says that the wages of sin is death. And so when we look at this man with leprosy, what we're really looking at is a mirror of our condition before we choose to follow Jesus. As disgusting and repulsive as leprosy is, sin is even worse in the eyes of God. Yet, we see Jesus have compassion for this man with leprosy. If we flip back to our text in Mark 1.40, and we take a moment to look at the way the leper approached Jesus, there is actually quite a bit for us to learn about his posture as he came to Jesus. First, the leper came to Jesus sincere and desperate. It says he was begging to be healed. He came with respect for who Jesus was. It says that he knelt in front of Jesus. And he was humble and he submitted to the authority of Jesus to make the decision whether or not to heal him. He said, if you are willing. And he believed without a doubt that Jesus could do it because he followed that if you are willing statement. He said, you can. He recognized his need to be healed. He said, you can heal me. He was specific in the blessing he asked for. He said, make me clean, not the rest of the world. Make me clean. And he made it personal. Lord, make me clean for I need your help. And we see a pattern of prayer here that can help us keep a humble understanding of our need for a Savior. The leper comes to Jesus humbly admitting he needs a Savior, and so should we. And as we look at the response of Jesus, it says that he was moved with compassion and he healed him. He restored what had been lost. He rebuilt the lost fingers and toes and removed the skin disease that this man had lived with. And he gave him a job to do. And he gave him with that job a stern warning, a very serious warning to do what? He said, don't tell anyone and go get cleared by the priest. Now, the question we should ask at face value as we're reading this is, why would Jesus say this to him? Why would he tell him not to tell anyone about this miraculous thing he's just done? And what is the significance of telling him to go to the priest? 
And I mean, wouldn't Jesus want the leper to go tell the world how amazing he was and the miracles that he was doing? Well, actually, no, because we saw in the verses before these that Jesus has already become famous in the area and has plenty of people who want to be healed. So the publicity from this event would only serve to make his job harder. And we see that in verse 45, as Jesus went from being able to teach in the synagogues to having to preach from the wilderness just so that he had enough room for all the people who came to see him. And the second part of the command that he gave to this man with leprosy who was healed is very important as well. He said, go to the priest and be ceremonially cleansed. He said this because in the law of Moses, that was the process for someone who had overcome leprosy. It didn't happen very often, but when it did, they were to go to the priest and go through the cleansing process before they could go back into society as a normal person. And Jesus tells this leper to do the same, to follow the law. Because in Matthew 5, 17, Jesus said he came not to get rid of the law, but to fulfill it in its entirety. And by sending the leper to the priest, he's actually doing exactly what he said he came to do. And it would also serve another even greater purpose, which is why this passage is so important and so easy to miss. You see, if that leper had went to the priest and showed him the miracle that had happened, they would have only two legitimate options. Option one would be to admit that this Jesus was the Son of God because only God could do this. Or option two is to turn completely from Jesus and reject him at that time. And what we see is the leper does not do what he is supposed to do. So the priests don't get the opportunity to condemn Jesus until later when he goes to the cross. And this is only hypothetical because the Bible doesn't speak to this directly. But I believe what we saw here is an opportunity to have circumnavigated the cross where Jesus offered the kingdom to the priesthood and they would have had an opportunity to accept him as Lord. Yet the leper did not follow through on his end of the bargain and so that was no longer on the table as an option and it's an interesting thing the leper who started so well with his humble attitude to come to jesus asking for healing he does not finish well and let that be a warning for all of us that it is not just about how we start but also how we finish See, the leper had good intentions. He was excited about what Jesus did for him, and that's why he went and told everyone around, but he let his excitement get in the way of doing what Jesus had commanded him to do. And he ended up doing more damage than good. And just like the leper Jesus healed, so we do as well need the healing hand of Jesus. Our sin is just like leprosy. But the good news is that Jesus died on the cross to pay the price of our sins so that just like the leper, we can be cleansed and made whole. What a gracious, compassionate God we serve. And that marks the end of chapter 1 of Mark's gospel account. Tune in next week as we open up chapter 2 and we continue this journey as Jesus walks through life with his disciples on the journey towards the cross and our salvation. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.